This is the World Industrial News for Tuesday, November 22nd, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part 10 of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. Thank you so much, Mona. It's just invaluable insight as we you know, continue to peel this onion back and really understand what the next steps are. Um, Pat, what did we miss? Any, any final thoughts? Well, there's one I had that, and you sort of addressed it, but this is not a U.S. problem. This is a worldwide problem. We've seen uh, transmission grids in every continent of the world. We've seen wildfires, people trying to cope with wildfires. We've seen electric vehicles start to become more popular, not as popular perhaps in California, but popular, a very high growth rate, 60% growth rates. So this is a worldwide problem. And the it's, it's infrastructure. It's often very hard to justify infrastructure. How do you justify a freeway or a bridge or a sewer? They're all justified because of the effect that others will have by leveraging that infrastructure. And I want to point out just one project, and perhaps that'll put things in in perspective. A lot of our our friends in Europe are, and have been for some time, very much invested in sustainability, use of renewables, and those kinds of things. But to have solar collectors in an area where the sun doesn't shine, or the wind doesn't blow. It's really makes you feel good, but it doesn't work. You have to go to where the sources are. So the transmission problem we're faced in the US, in other places they face it in through multiple countries. There's a project in the Middle East called GCCIA, which is a new transmission line, a DC transmission line, which is one then designed for a lot of renewables, and it goes from Saudi Arabia down through and across and up and into Spain and Turkey. Think about that line. Turkey and Spain is where you would connect into the European grid. This now looks as the same effect of 30 years ago when they built gas pipelines into an area. You become very highly dependent. Redundancy is needed. And at the bottom line, you can't build a solar complex in an area where you can't do anything with the power. So these are very much an enabling uh, technology. And I'd like to point out, they're not standalone. There was a project done in Southern California, it's called PowerLink, that was done by, by Sempra years ago. And what they did is they built a transmission line from our Mojave Desert into the San Diego area. And this all goes with the same idea that you can generate the power from solar, you can generate it from wind, and you can use it in the cities and urban areas and industrial areas. But those don't coexist. And so we have to get the power from one to the other. And those are good examples of how the combined technology of intelligence at the edge and new smart grid are gonna work together to make this basically a a better living environment. And just one, add at the end of this is that this is massive amounts of software. And I would remind everybody that software is very much a European and US driven project product. 
So it puts us into a tremendous competitive advantage that we have the software already doing many of these things. Awesome. Thank you so much, Pat. What fantastic discussion and insight. You know, I think we're just really scratching the surface here. So thank you both, Pat and Mona, for joining us. And we'll look forward to continuing this uh, discussion. I can't wait to see what the next topics are. Thanks again. Thank you, thank Megan. You. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. The amount of crude oil considered in floating storage is at its highest level since May, and it's the U.S. that's doing much of the heavy lifting, analysis finds. Domestic inventories of crude oil and refined petroleum products are at their lowest level since 2024, but this in turn results in a dramatic increase in onboard oil known as floating storage. Many of those vessels could be headed to Europe as the continental economies prepare for a moratorium on waterborne crude oil from Russia. The sky's the limit for Jacobs Solutions Incorporated, or maybe not. The engineering, procurement, and construction titan is managing all ground operations for NASA's first Artemis mission, which launched a rocket last week to fly around the moon and back to Earth. On terra firma, Jacobs is continuing to develop its role in the energy transition and cybersecurity markets. Industrial Info is tracking more than $145 billion worth of projects worldwide involving Jacobs, more than half of which is attributed to projects under construction. And Poland's government has chosen Westinghouse Electric Company to build the country's first nuclear power plant. The government is driving the program to build six to nine gigawatts of nuclear power, starting with three reactors at the Lubiatowo Kopalina site in northern Poland. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck, reporting for Industrial Info News.